Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Three book girls and a whistling guy. Whistling man in the studio, hanging and talking about books. <laughs> what was that last week? We were talking about how we just break out in a song randomly. We do. Yeah, we, it does tend See? to happen here. <laughs> well, last perfection. week it was Meatloaf because it was just Vonnie and I. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to do it. You know? Right, exactly. So gotta... being alone was, was kind of weird. And... It was two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> two out of three book girls. Yeah, and now there are four. Nice. One of them's There's not four a girl, book girls. Hello. <laughs> how are we? What would you like your name to be, Mikola? Oh, uh, Mikaela. Mikaela. You know, got to make it urban. <laughs> Our guest <laughs> today, Mike on the mic, Ipong yes. from Wild 1049's morning show. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Do you, does your morning show have a special name? Yeah, it's the Wild Wake Up. The Wild Wake Up. I knew I was me- going to mess that up. It's so. weird. Every time we have hip hop like artists in, they're like uh, like cutting spot, like little drops for us. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, it's such and such. And Fat Pimp is actually the name of one of them. It was really funny. Uh, you, what's up? It's Fat Pimp, and you're on the Wild Wake Up show. I'm like, there's no show at the end. It's just the wild wake up, but none of them get it. So, If you wanted to call it that wild show, you do your thing. I don't care. (laughs) Nobody gets it right. Well, this is the wild three book girls show today. There you go. It's what it is. Mm -hmm. And we've decided, actually, this was your idea, Mike. Um, He came to me and he said, wouldn't it be awesome if you had me on the show and talked me into reading a book? Because Mike's not a huge reader. Yeah, I don't. I don't do too much of the reading. Um, it's weird, and don't laugh. My favorite books are Dr. Seuss books, so that kind of shows how often I read. Like I can read them like eight times. Like yeah, I go through like seven books a week, man. Which one? Which which Dr. Seuss book? Uh, which one don't I like? That's the question. Um, My favorite is. And to think it happened on Mulberry Street. Oh, yeah. That's a real, real old one. That's one of the, uh, <laughs> that's the, one of his last books that he and actually did, I thought. I or was it his was first book? one of the first ones. That's what it was. It was one yeah. of his first books yeah. then. Yeah, no, I, I like Lorax. a lot of what he wrote outside of his kids' books, like a lot of his quotes. Oh. He's very quotable. And so uh, I look into his like stories and the deep meaning behind them, but I enjoy them. They're, they're fun, they're goofy, and my mom has the same personality as me, so... We can dig Dr. Seuss books. Um, oh, green eggs okay. and ham, though, I'd have to say. Yeah, green eggs and ham is pretty awesome. Yeah, that we're gonna is pretty teach well. you to read a book. <laughs> yes, or not teach, recommend. Yeah. Yes, recommend books. Well, I was trying to think of a way to rhyme that out, and it just sort of fell flat. It's like the, the worst <laughs> because flop you could sweat. read a book in a box. You could read a book with a fox. See, you I can read she... a book. <laughs> so you can read train. and read. You can read, read it here or read there. a book in the rain. You could read it anywhere. <laughs> you could read a book here and there. You can read a book anywhere. Read and read. Just read yourself a book and do it in the living room. Do it in the nook. Do it. Out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we get the whole idea. <laughs> we get the whole idea. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Dr. Seuss gets her all choked up in a different way. And Nicole is back from Mexico. Mexico! Sorry. How was Mexico? Amazing. I wish I was still there on a beach reading. Where'd you go? Uh, uh, Maroma Beach in Cancun. We're just south of Cancun. 
Well, we're all well, very envious here, Nicole, that you got to be on the beach while we're still here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, it felt like a dream. I don't really feel like I went at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're back and you're like, ready to go. Yeah. What's going on? It's like, did I really go on vacation or was it just something I read in a book? Ah, yeah. <laughs> see? A really good dream. Really good book. Did you read a book while you were there? I did. What'd you read? Well, that's actually my book for this well, week. Well, why don't we start that? That was a very good segue there, Mike. I think we're gonna, <laughs> like I've done this before. I, I think we're going to start out with Nicole tonight. She can tell us all about the book she read while in Mexico on the beach. Okay, so this is totally not necessarily a beach read. Cause that's it was, okay. Uh, but it's called Sharp Objects, and it's by Jillian Flynn. I've read that. Awesome. But it was... Uh, she's also the author of Gone Girl, which a lot of people, I think we've talked yeah. about yes, it. Yes, we have. We've talked um, about Gone Girl. And so, so my first reaction opening this book was how it's almost crudely written at first. Yep. Um, and I think she does that on purpose, mm-hmm. but this book was not necessarily a quick read, even though it's not that long, um, because of the way her writing is. She has a lot of, I'm one of those people when I'm reading, I mentally pause anytime there's like a comma and a period and any sort of punctuation. So uh, it wasn't necessarily a quick read. Uh, I did finish it faster because somebody else that I was with on the trip wanted to read it. But essentially it's about a girl who works for a newspaper and she's not like she's not one of the best writers and it's not a good, very good newspaper. It's just kind of one that some people happen to read. And uh, she gets assigned to go back to her hometown to uh, investigate a couple disappearances of children. And so she is, she like hates her parents kind or her mom. And she makes that very clear in the first like several pages of the book. She like does not want to go back to her hometown and she's having like anxiety and like, and so she gets back and she's investigating, but she meets a detective and then you learn a lot about her past and she like find out you find out why it's called sharp objects Mm -hmm. and she's kind of just had like this horrible life even though her her mom's like wealthy seems like she was taken care of it's just uh like one of those very like not a very good relationship I guess and so uh like so there's a murder mystery going on of young children and then there's all this other stuff going on with her like just her relationship with the town and like everybody in it and a very dysfunctional yes. relationship with her hometown and it was a very interesting read i can't really tell you like a whole lot more about it without giving anything that's, away yeah that's the problem is that if you start getting too deep in then it'll be and she wrote this before gone girl i do believe yeah so she was sort of developing her her style a little bit i think at that point it's um, very dark but i feel like gone girl was very was Gone dark Girl was is, pretty dark. But I feel like Gone Girl was darker. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And this one, yeah. But it was it was good. Um I liked it better personally. Because well, I did no, I think I read Gone Girl first. No, 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 no. I did not. I read this one first and then I read Gone Girl. I liked this one better. I think I liked Gone Girl better. But that's just me, you know, I was the weird one that didn't like Gone Girl. And I, I also thought it was too long. Wanna say I did at page 70, I was like, I know who did it. Like, just guys. <laughs> right? And I and I was correct. But I don't think most people are going to guess it on page 70. 
Mm-hmm. It depends on how much you read, I guess. Yeah. But it was like, sit, I was literally sitting on the beach and I was like, guys, I'm on page 70 of this book and I know who, who did it. How far <laughs> into the book is 70? Is it like three quarters? Is it It's quarter? not that big is of a book. I think it, maybe It's about 230 pages or... or so it's about... Hold on. About now we have to look. For sure. Technology. Yeah. Yes. We do a lot of looking things up on this show. It's uh, 254 pages. 254. Oh. I knew it wasn't very long. Because I think we're all perfectionists, so we want to know exactly what it is. No, I'm not a perfectionist. You two are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the free spirit. See, I'm a perfectionist with a free spirit, and it's really annoying, because like half of me is like, no, nah, just go with it. The other half's like, no, stay on this forever. Do it. Well, you, you did have to look up that um, when we were talking about the book last week, when we were talking about River Runs Through It. Oh, yeah. You did have to look up to see if um, oh, what's his yes. name? The, yeah, Robert Redford. Robert I had Redford. in my head that Robert yes. Redford was in the movie, but he was actually the director. <laughs> so I had it stuck in my head, and she kept saying Robert Redford wasn't in the movie. I'm like, well, see, I it's know always there's some connection. It's always those little things yeah. that like bother you, you know. Those, but you just have to look up. Yeah, who was it? It was did a the little niggling thing in my brain. <laughs> going, Robert Redford. I know I saw that name somewhere. For sure. So I'm overall, crazy. Good, good read then from Mexico. Yeah, not bad. Okay. Even though on page seventy, you got it ruined for you. I hate it when that happens. When that happens, that's a deal breaker for me. Actually, it, it didn't really like. It wasn't a deal breaker this time. Sometimes it is because then you know, but. You still didn't know for sure as you're reading the rest of it? Yeah. And I don't know. It's been a while since I read it, so I can't remember having that feeling. I don't think I I don't think I got it on page seventy. I yeah. Think was it? I think that's just like my new goal is to like figure out on what did, page can I figure out who did this. Like. Break your own record on other books. <laughs> <laughs> on the dictionary, you're like Z's are gonna be the shortest. The smallest the smallest section. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so who wants to go wait, wait, wait. let's reiterate. Title and artist, Nicole. Uh, Sharp object, Objects by Jillian Flynn. Okay. Who wants to go next? Okay, um, I read a book that was kind of inspired by Nicole and by you called Cartwheel because it's a fictional story inspired by the Amanda Knox story. Oh. And since we were discussing it a few weeks back, I decided to go ahead and read this book just so we could discuss it more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we were going to discuss it last week, but we decided to save it for you right. since you had the Amanda Knox background. Awesome. Yes. Because you seem to know a lot about that case. Would you, um, and yeah. I did do my homework. I did watch the <laughs> whole documentary on on a Netflix mm-hmm. and read the Cartwheel book. And I will have to say this was not one of my favorite books. I just read it because... I wanted to see the similarities to the Amanda Knox story. Because yeah. what, what I had said was I was over the Amanda Knox story because I read Cartwheel. Right. Even though it's not really the same story. Right. There's a lot of differences, but the main facts of the book are the same. Yeah. Like in the book, the boyfriend doesn't get arrested. But in, you know, the Amanda Knox case, he does. Mm-hmm. So so there's there's some differences. But this was um, an exchange student. Her name is Lily, and she actually goes to Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, yeah. Buenos Aires. Um, and, you know, has a roommate named Katie, and five weeks after she gets there, Katie is murdered. And, of course, they arrest Lily for it, and it's called Cartwheel because in her interrogation, 
She does a cartwheel. They leave her alone in the room, in the interrogation room. And of course, they, they have a camera in there. Mm-hmm. And they see her on the camera and she does cart, a cartwheel in the interrogation room mm-hmm. when she's by herself. Interesting. So, yeah. So people are yeah. like, well, what was she doing in there? And I think there's a parallel to uh, Amanda well, Knox. Well, Amanda Knox does a cartwheel during Is it? Hers. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I yes. knew there had to be... See, I, like I said, I didn't really pay that much attention to the Amanda Knox thing because I read this book and I was like, I don't even like this character. Why would I pay attention to The only reason I know that is because, you know, I do, I do audiobooks, a lot of audiobooks because they're just easier for me. And there's um, author notes in the end of it. And they said that they, they called it cartwheel and had her do the cartwheel because Amanda Knox did a cartwheel oh. during hers. That's so, so that's so strange. It's it's kind of eerie to hear it back, like even in a fictional story, yeah. like, to know that that was actually based on something that really happened. It's kind of eerie, right? It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's just inspired. It's not. I mean, it. She says it's completely fictional. She made the story up, but she got the idea of the story from the Amanda Knox thing. Because mm-hmm. so. it was a weird story. The whole. And I, to this day, do we really know? No, because it was it was just jury decided. I think wasn't it? It was. Well, she was found guilty, and then uh, she was found innocent twice after that because they repeatedly, right? Because of mishandling of yeah. evidence. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, so yeah. was she guilty or was she not guilty? I mean, I, that's, I, yeah. that's that's but, always an interesting. I just I don't think but, that she is. I've never cartwheel, thought that she is with cartwheel with the book. I didn't think she did it. No, I don't think she did it either. I mean, just based on the way the whole but, thing went, you know her boyfriend did it. I think the boyfriend did it. You think the boyfriend did yeah, it? Yeah, he was a weird son of a gun. Well, he's a, <laughs> the boyfriend in this book is, is strange. Very strange. Everybody in Holy this book crap. is strange. Yeah. All of the characters were. Yeah. And that's what, probably one of the reasons why it was kind of, I kind of didn't like it because I couldn't connect with any of the characters because they were all so... Strange. They like, were strange and mean. Everybody, yes. everybody in this foreign country, did not like Americans. Yeah, right. So, and it, even in, like in the actual case, it kind of made America kind of stand up and stand together, whether she was guilty or not guilty. Like we wanted her back anyway. It usually happens in cases mm-hmm. like that. Remember the dude years ago who was kind of a spoiled brat and he got in trouble in some foreign country. I don't in remember Mex- which one. Wasn't it yeah. Mexico or something? No, yes. it wasn't Mexico. It was the, no. like uh, Thailand or someplace like that where they where they do the caning uh-huh. as a punishment. Basically, was it Saudi a, Arabia? Was uh, it was he like a, a college football player or something I don't, like something that? Something like that. I don't remember what it was, but I remember how outraged everyone was that they were caning this young man. <laughs> and it's like, well, dude, he broke the law and that's... That's the penalty. He was being a little jerk, and that's what they do. That's in that what country. they do. I mean, well, that was like the military. The I forgot if what branch of the military he was, but he went over to Mexico concealing a gun. And when he tried to come back with the same gun, they were like, "No, nah, you're getting arrested," and they threw him in jail. And it was like a year and a half yeah. long thing where we you were don't want to get thrown wow. in jail if, if you go over to Mexico. No. <laughs> well, I mean, any foreign anywhere. country, yeah, really. anywhere. Your rights are void. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you don't even know what rights the people do have there. And so you're just right. completely confused by the language and all of that. I can't imagine being Amanda Knox in that situation or being that yeah. guy in the military. I, well, and, and also what it does is it really brings forth uh, the burden on her family as well. It talks a lot about her family and, you know. And how the, the dad and the mom like take turns flying there so that there's somebody there to see her when she has visitation. While she's in prison, but people don't think I don't 
I don't think people really realize how horribly expensive that would be oh if you had gosh. somebody yeah. get in Could trouble in a foreign country. I mean, my God. Yeah, at that point, you might as well move there and work yeah. like a bread shop locally. Yeah, or it's just mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and I think a lot of when I was listening to this story, and even though I really didn't care for the characters very much, I don't think that she did it in this book. And I think a lot of the problem is is um, a difference in cultures. Like Amanda Knox would say something like, okay, well, I'll see you later. Well, they took it to mean literally she saw them later that same night. But right. like us as Americans, whenever you, you know, I That's might not see somebody saying. for. It's not literal. Right, for yeah. two weeks, but I'll say, okay, see you later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're not really going to see them that same day. But they took it to mean I'll see you saw them the same day because you told them I'll see you later because your text said that. Right. But that's and not what you mean. There, so. yeah, there are a lot of in... things like that that really are glaring when you when you look at it from the point of view. Of... How old was Amanda Knox? Do you remember? She was in her early happened? 20s, wasn't she? Her 20s, yeah. yeah. So, okay, as a 24-year-old, if I got in trouble with something like that, I would not be doing cartwheels. Well, see, I know everybody acts yeah, differently, I mean, but, and do... I don't. I can't. I couldn't. I can't give you an opinion on whether or not but she did it. But people act differently. That's, That's just the thing. Well, I know, but I. I just think, regardless of whether or not she did it, like her behavior was her ridiculous. Her behavior was very bizarre, and there's no question about that. Yeah. And you gotta no wonder question. if that was like a mental state that she entered, or if she was actually kind. Of, like there was a little part of her that was a little bit mental, maybe autistic or something. Where I don't she know. Was just kind of I, there, not understanding. That's where a she very, was. very good question and a very good point because we don't know. But if at the same time, if you go watch that documentary with her, like she's in it on Netflix, and she's talking directly to the camera, she seems like com- very composed, rational, put together, rational. She seems intelligent, like very educated. Yes, but she's completely opposite of what kind of. If I can bring, if I can bring up another case that kind of matches that, Casey Anthony was very, very well composed and basically controlled the overall emotion every minute that she was on camera. Even when she would fake wipe the tears, some people said, you don't really know, you know, but... I was certain that she did it, though. Oh, yeah, I'm 100% sure. Oh, I say 100%. I'm 99% only because there's no solid proof for me to look at and say, yeah, she did it. Yeah. I didn't see her do it, so... But, like, the only reason I don't like documentaries are because you can always paint a certain picture to be seen from a certain way, making a murderer. That's very, very good example, because whoever's doing the filming automatically you can't help but not have an opinion exactly when you're doing something like this because you're digging into all of these details and as you do that you automatically pick a side they're lying if they say they haven't picked a side because Mm -hmm. it's obvious that they think he's innocent yeah and during those during those uh, episodes throughout that whole season or the whole series you you see like three episodes you're like oh I can't believe they would do this to this guy and then you've got three more episodes after that you're like I can't believe this guy's walking the streets I cannot believe he's open mm-hmm. like he's free but yeah you know you you switch sides and it's because they did a great job of showing both sides they did but you but still they still got, have the bias. You still got the vibe that mm-hmm. they thought that he was innocent and that the, this had been done wrong to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you got to wonder who's making these Amanda Knox documentaries yeah. as well. well she's they're... part of it. She like, is part she, of it. She I mean, got paid to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, so, Cartwheel, what, what kind of a rating would you give it? Um, For I people would... who are interested in reading 
reading a book that was similar to the case and very strange. I would probably still only give it a three. I really didn't enjoy the book very much. I would have to go with a 3.75. Really? What yeah. were the low ends that brought it down to a 3 or a 3.75? Well, it's just the fact that it was not a very... It was There was nothing very likable about the story. It was difficult to grab onto anything. Mm-hmm. In order to get really into a book, you have to have a connection with it somehow. Whether it's a, an empathy for the character or an interest to find out what's going to happen... Or something. Right. Is it told or, in first person? Or is it... Is uh, it gosh, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember whose point of I view it is. I think it might have been from third it's person. It's not first person. Third it's person. Not, okay. It has See, to be third person. I yeah. bet you it would... If they were telling it from the perspective of the girl, would you think it would have been better? No, because it that wouldn't have been possible, I don't think. Because then you wouldn't have been able to see the picture of her from... The point of view of you know the people who were prosecuting her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't think it would have been enough information. Now, had it been mm-hmm. told from like a news reporter or like now a, that might have been interesting. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been probably a couple of years since I read it, so it's tough just, to say. It's just told. By, it in just third was person. not a very. I at the time I read it, I thought I just have a belly full of this because I just saw this Amanda Knox stuff on the news, and that's why I assumed that. I didn't like it very much because I had it, it was mm. too much. Well, it's kind of like I know Nicole's mentioned this before that if you don't have an emotional reaction to the story, then it's hard to like this. It's hard to keep reading. Either you really hate the character or you really like the character. Mm-hmm. And this was just it was just blah. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't anything. It was just yeah. I think the ambiguity on whether she was innocent was part of it too, because it really. You really, there were times when you're really second guessing yourself. Yeah. Because she was so strange. Some of the stuff she did was so weird. Well, she was strange. And they had in this, in this book, they brought up some stuff that she did like when she was like a little kid that was a little off Mm -hmm. that little girls usually don't do. Yeah. But then some of the things that they were trying to make a big deal was stuff that I probably would have done as a little kid. Right. So... And I don't think that I could ever kill somebody. <laughs> so, so it's just kind of one of those perspectives that she was a very unemotional person in this book. Uh, Lily Hayes, I think mm-hmm. her last name was. Yeah. Um, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to kill somebody just yeah. because you're an unemotional person. All right. But and again, the book is Cartwheel by Jennifer Du Bois. Or Dubois, depending Dubois. on Dubois. 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 Is that how you say Pronunciation. It? Okay, now we, we were going to do this. I'm, I'm going to do a book, and then I'm going to do another book that I think Mike might like. Okay. And then okay. we're going to talk to him a little bit about wh- what he's interested in here, or what he hopefully will be interested in. Okay, before but, you start, yes? can I just say yes, that my mom has actually started listening to the podcast. <gasps> Hi, and, Mom! Yes, she is reading at least one of the books from each one of the podcasts that we recommend to people. Really? Yes. Yay, Mom. We'll mm-hmm. have to see if she matches up with us and see what she's interested in. I know one of them she liked. The second okay. one she read, she did not care for. Okay. She had to wait for for it to come in at the library because she does library right, like we right. do. Mm-hmm. And um, she read half of it and returned it. Hey, but that's okay. 
But that's, that's a okay. great thing about books is that you don't have to stick with it if you're not right. Into but I it. just wanted to say that because I was so proud. Thank you. Um, okay, okay, go ahead. All right. So what I actually I just changed gears right in the middle of things. I was going to do a different book, but I've changed my mind because I read so many over the past couple of weeks <laughs> that I have lots to choose from. So this sort of fits in with what we were just talking about uh, because it is a story. It's called The American Girl by Kate Horsley. And it is about an exchange student. Mm -hmm. And the exchange student goes, I think it's in France. Yeah, it's in France. And it was really all the things that Cartwheel should have been. Ah. Because it, it was a really compelling story. I found it very compelling. In the beginning of the story, the, almost one of the very first things that happens is this girl wanders out of the forest in France, covered in blood, in her nightshirt, walks out into the road and gets hit by a car. Oh, my gosh. That's rough. And that's the beginning of the book? That's the beginning of the book. Wow. Talk sounds about like, a hook. Sounds like my last Monday. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is that a regular occurrence to you? See, and that's the thing. It wasn't, so it freaked me out a little bit when I got hit. <laughs> So they drag her off to the hospital and figure out that she's this American girl. And then they find out that there were tourists there on the road that were taking her video as she was wandering out of the forest and right as she got hit by the car. So the whole thing was taped. But then they're trying to figure out where she's supposed to be. And when they go look for her foster family or her, you know, what do you call it? Her um, host family, they've disappeared. They're gone. The entire family that she was staying with is missing. Really? Yeah. So Maybe there's, a, there's a super duper mystery going on here. And it's... they're trying to figure out, okay, did she do something to them? Or did they do something to her? Or, I mean. Is it disappeared all things intact or is it disappeared like they up and left? There's no one there. There's no trace of where they went. Hmm. So, like, everything in their house was still there. It doesn't even look like they packed. They just are gone. Just gone. (laughs) was the the forest that she crept out of, was it near the home or was it? Um, It was several miles from the home. Like, several miles. And her feet were all cut up. And, you know, she was obviously, (laughs) she got hit by a car. So, you know, she loses her memory. But the interesting part, well, there are lots of interesting parts. But the part that I liked the best is that there's this reporter who is covering the story and she goes to the hospital and she's looking at this girl and she's like, man, I feel so sorry for her because nobody from her family shows up. She's in a coma and she's in a foreign country and nobody shows up. She's just alone. So she's alone. So this reporter, who of course wants the inside story, Hmm. pretends to be her aunt. Hmm. Um. So then, of course, when the girl wakes up, she's all like, oh, my gosh, is she going to, you know, wrap me out? Well, the girl doesn't remember anything. So she doesn't know. So she doesn't know that this is not her aunt. Wow. And then as the girl wakes up, um, they start to look at her phone and stuff, which is the first thing that cops would have done here. But there, of course, they They didn't. Um, So you see she's she's done a blog of all of this time that she was there and they start digging and it starts to look really, really bad. And then, oh my gosh, it was so twisty. I really, 
So bad for her or like bad in general? Just both. So you're never really sure what in the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. And I at first didn't think I was going to like it. At first I was like, oh, God. And then as things started progressing and you started reading her blog and you started to find out a little bit more about this family she was staying with, it got really interesting. And by the end, oh my gosh, twist. Oh, it was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a ride and a half. I thought it was awesome. So I'm going to give it a five. Hmm. It sounds interesting. The American Girl by Kate Horsley. Kate Horsley. So, okay. Ta-da! That part's done. <laughs> that sounds super interesting, though. I'm not going to lie. That, no. it sounds like, that sounds like a really, really great It was. It, was, it, was sounds, it sounds like everything Cartwheel was not. Yeah, it was. Because instead of the emails, you have the blog. Right, because she's talking about her experience as an exchange student and her relationship to the kids in the family and the mother. Mm-hmm. And the house and everything that goes on there and her movements and yeah, it was pretty hmm. awesome. Hmm. And I, as we skip forward, we're going to skip right into Mike. Yes. Now, Mike uh, gave us a little bit of information before we began this process. I had him give me some of his favorite um, television shows and favorite movies mm-hmm. and things like this that would help us paint a picture of what might interest him mm-hmm. yes <laughs> because because we want you to enjoy your experience with books oh right and one one i didn't tell you uh wait we may have talked about it i'm, I'm really into edgar Allan poe stories the short stories oh see that's awesome like really into them i want one of those you know really nice A almost folio. Uh, yeah yeah one of those yeah. the little foil we edges. love edgar Allan poe <laughs> edgar Allan poe's great <laughs> he I is dig. pretty great mm-hmm Nevermore. So, with no further ado, Mike, I think that you might be interested in the book that I'm reading right now. And it is called, drumroll please. (laughs) Thank you. The Stupidest Angel by Christopher Moore. The Stupidest Angel. Yes. Now, we were going to read this anyway. This was already on the horizon for us because... Mm -hmm. Number one, Christopher Moore is one of Bonnie and I's favorite authors. Yes. He is unapologetically blasphemous. <laughs> and he's twisted and he's dark. And we love him. Uh-huh. He is pretty awesome. Um, so is he like Monty Python? No. Like, but with like a dark twist or is he like... His his humor is very dry. And mm. very dark. Mm-hmm. It's not really in your face humor so much, mm. I don't think. I'm read the the very beginning one of the very beginning portions of it christmas crept into pine cove like a creeping christmas thing dragging garland ribbon and sleigh bells oozing eggnog reeking of pine and threatening festive doom like a cold sore under the mistletoe (laughs) i know it sounds disgusting well yeah (laughs) it's a little twist on christmas (laughs) and at the beginning of the book the author's warning If you're buying this book as a gift for your grandma or a kid, you should be aware that it contains cuss words as well as tasteful depictions of cannibalism and people in their 40s having sex. Don't blame me. I told you. (laughs) (laughs) I already like it. (laughs) I already dig it. (laughs) 
Who doesn't love a little bit of cannibalism for Christmas, ah, right? Well, exactly. <laughs> and the reason that I picked this book for you, Mike, is that I know that you're a big fan of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, pretty big. Well, this is The Walking Dead, tongue-in-cheek, hilarious with a little Christmas thrown on top just for seasonal cheer. Interesting. Right, <laughs> right because it's there's um, it's a Zombies, zombie book. Uh, and angels. Okay, look, just the basic plot line here. <clears throat> Pine Cove is in California, and a lot of Christopher Moore's books are set there. It's a sleepy little town on the coast, and in this particular um, installment, I guess you could say, um, it is nearing Christmas time, and there's a little boy who isn't quite sure he believes in Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Well, he finds out, he sees, he witnesses Santa Claus being killed. Hmm. Isn't that how it happened? Is it Santa Claus that was being yeah, killed? Yeah, he witnesses Santa Claus being killed, and so he's worried. Or was it Santa Claus killing somebody else? No, Santa I Claus gets killed. The... Santa Claus gets killed. Okay. And so he um, he wishes for a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Well, the angel, whose job it is to give the Christmas miracle, shows up. And he's not the brightest. No, he is. So he's the stupidest? He's the stupid he's angel. He's dumber than a <laughs> bag of ice uh-huh. left in the parking lot a little too long. Oh. Yeah. Very, very stupid. And so he grants this wish. The, she, he, the guy in the Santa suit is an ex-husband of one of the main characters, and he's a real dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in the be- one of the beginning scenes... Um, his ex-wife is ringing the bell for the Salvation Army outside the Quickie Mart or wherever she is. And he leaves, the, when, when he goes in the store, he says, I'll catch you on the way out. So he comes back out and he ignores her. So she chases him down, ringing the bell in his ear. Give it up, you cheap bastard. You know, when she's ringing the bell. And he's trying to get her out of the way. And he hauls off and whacks her with a bag of ice right in the chest. Oh. Well, the, the ladies at the at the... What do they call it? It's called the Bulge, which the bulge. is a fitness place for women. <laughs> the Bulge, huh? something like that. <laughs> yes, bulges or something. And uh, they see it, see this altercation, and call the cops. Well, the cop just happens to be in the grocery, so he comes out and you know tries to break it up or whatever. So there's the altercation, the beginning of that. And then later in the book, he dresses like Santa Claus. And she accidentally whacks him with a shovel and kills him. Oh. Mm-hmm. But it's not really on purpose. It's just sort of happens. Well, this other guy witnesses it and helps her bury the body. Ooh. Well, of course, the little boy also sees Santa get killed. Yikes. So when the angel comes to town to perform the Christmas miracle, the angel brings back the dead. Mm. But he doesn't bring back the dead all the way. He brings them oh, back okay. and they are all zombies. And he brings them all back. Oh, so all everyone who's dead in the cemetery comes back, including the morning DJ. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, that's going to be perfect. And all the little old ladies and all the people. And of course, the dead know all the secrets. Mm. Because, you know, people tell the dead things. So, yeah, yeah. so then they're out there yelling at people's secrets in the streets. It's really very hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just imagining a bunch of dead people walking around telling secrets to everybody. And, and here's the other thing. Let me see if I can find it. Another great quote. When, they, when, the, when the dead come back to life, um, they, they start out, you know, they're hungry, obviously. 
and suddenly I'm hungry for brains sort of thing. Uh, and here's another quote. No one knows quite why, but second only to eat the eating of brains of the living, the dead love affordable prefab furniture. They all want to go to Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. How random is that? Extremely random. But that's Christopher Moore's right. It's so Christopher Moore. Right. Yeah, mean, just the guy the has the strangest sense of humor ever. He does, but it works. I mean, they've been laying down for so long under the ground. Now they just need a really nice sofa. Right. <laughs> they need something more comfortable than that ground. <laughs> that coffin. Man. It already sounds dry. It sounds awesome. It is very, very dry. And it's not a very long book either, which is also a plus if you have not been reading in a while and oh, want to get yeah. back into it. Yeah. The last thing I'm, I'm actually still working on it a little bit, um, it's Adam Carolla, you know, the mm-hmm. he's radio DJs and comedian, actor, podcaster also. Um, he has a book about basically tales from his life. He's got a couple of them, but mm-hmm. one is called Not Taco Bell Material. Mm-hmm. He talks about not being Taco Bell Material. Like he went to go get a job there and they said, no, you're not. <laughs> hey, you're not I tried to bright. get a job at Lowe's once. <laughs> Turned out on Taco Bell. I was so upset. My very first job opportunity came up and it was McDonald's. And the manager who hired, like, said, yeah, go to orientation and they're waiting for you. Mm-hmm quit her job like two days after she told me that just up and quit and nobody told me about it and I was really bitter with McDonald's for a little while that I couldn't work Aww. there. So angry. But, so no, I understand the feeling. You know, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not even Taco Bell material but he goes through his life and he talks about some weird things, man. One of them is a friend of his that used to pee on everyone. Just, you know, just through high school, I guess it was just a thing. He would pee on people's like shoulders while they were driving in convertibles in California. He would just stand up in their backseat and pee on them. Gross. Yeah. And so it's Disgusting. just him. Yeah. Talking about the people that he ran into, you know, during his lifetime. And this is one of his best friends just peeing all over the place. It was weird. But I don't think that would be my best friend. Martha, if you start peeing on people, Dude. I think our friendship would be over. <laughs> you know, they do say that in jellyfish things, you're supposed to pee on it, but that's actually a myth. So I will not be whizzing actually, on you yes. anytime soon. I heard that's don't. not do that. It's, like, a, it's a fallacy. Is it? Because it, you're, you're in is sterile, and it's I, the only reason they say to do it is because it gets rid of the sting. Right. So, Interesting. Yeah. That's a fallacy. Oh. So I'm not I'm not going to be squatting for jellyfish uh, relief anytime soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. the that's the book that I'm like you know I'm towards the middle of reading it. I'm like I said I'm still but working on it. But how long have you been reading it? That's oh, the question. Oh man, I yeah. When I picked it up initially, I read it every day for it was like an hour. I would pick up the book and read it, and it was for a good month. Just yeah. you know, I would just read it and reread. It. I would lose my place because I'd pass out while I was reading mm-hmm. it. You know, stuff like that. So I'm that reader. I'm that guy. Yeah, and, I do you know that what? Too. That's okay. But it's also okay to put that aside. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Because when you reach a point where it's gone on for this long, it's time to choose something else. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And there are a lot of good books out there, um, and a lot of funny books, and a lot of entertaining books. But I think for you, the key is going to be the funny. Right. The funnies. Yeah. And, and we'll have to check back in with you and see how you did with that. Oh, yeah. And if you did okay with that one, we've got another one lined up for you. Oh, yeah. We talked about so, this one, too. We did talk about this one. Okay, which is then. another one of my favorite authors, uh, Carl Hyacin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's called Bad Monkey. Bad and, Monkey. And that's for the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Okay. So for now, Stupidest Angel. Yeah. And you know what? We have a firm policy of if you're not into it within the first little while, put it away. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, because why keep going in a book you don't like? Right. Very true. It could be really bad and you don't like it. and It's okay to quit. 
Yes, it is it's okay, okay to, quit. to quit. I'm going to be honest, and I have to ask you all, and I've been okay. meaning to ask other readers this too. Um, the Giver is one of those stories. They made a, bo- a movie out of the, mo- the book The Giver, mm-hmm. and I can't remember who the author of The Giver is at all. Lowry, isn't it? Louis, yeah, Louis Lowry. Somebody something something of that sort. I have never uh, actually read that one. It's on a bunch of lists as the best. Yeah, and that's the thing that was really interesting to me. I was in high school, I believe, when I was supposed to read it for a class for a, a book report. And I just wouldn't read it. I couldn't get into the book, and I just never could. Just the style of the writing. I was Lois just, Lowry. Lois yeah. Lowry. I think uh, that's kind of normal. Uh, because what year was that written? Does 1993. So... I guess that it's actually a newer novel, but I don't know. I, I have trouble reading, especially sometimes it'll say, like, it's won an award. It's uh, on the top right. 100 list of best books ever, and I cannot get through it. There was actually one called The Tinker, and it had one, uh, like, where it has, like, the gold seal on yeah. it. I don't remember what that award is called. That's called the uh, Caldecott, I think. And so I read that because... It was after I read The Goldfinch, and uh-huh. The Goldfinch had also won the same award, so I went oh, and Oh, looked... that's a Pulitzer. Yeah, okay, so Pulitzers. So I go read The Tinker, because it's won the, a Pulitzer as well, and it was awful. Yeah. It was, yeah. like, absolutely... And See, I was that's like, why we say it's okay. Um, if, it's, if it's not mixing with your personality now, it's okay. But here's the other thing. There are things that I put down as a young person that I was supposed to read in school, such as Jane Eyre, which I freaking hated when they were trying to make me read it in school. Yeah. I went back and read it as an adult, and it was awesome. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, there's always that opportunity later down the road for you to go, okay, I'll try that one more time and see if it... And you never know. See, and I would love to do that with The Giver, but my mom was the type of person who would read two books a week at, like, minimum, because she was just a reader. She loves reading. She's into Janet Ivanovich. Or, yeah, is it Janet Ivanovich? Ivanovich? Oh, yes, I love Janet yeah, Ivanovich. Yeah, she's into that, and uh, there's a couple other ones. It's the, what is it, A is for... Is yeah, that- and that would be uh, Kinsey Milhone um, is the main <laughs> character. Yeah. And I can't think of her name right now. But you know the books. Yes, um, I she's do. she's just into books. She loves yes. reading and she it's pretty much any story she'll pick up and read it and give your opinion. She could not finish the giver. She's like, I'll read it for you, I'll explain it to you chapter by chapter and, and write this book report. Out, huh? And she put it down, she's like, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to take the L on this one. There, I cannot read that book. I will not read that book. It is have so you, terrible. Um watched the movie. I did. I watched the movie and it was a lot more enjoyable, but I actually really freaking like the movie. See, and they, they still but, talked in the same way that the book, obviously they need to, but like I can see when it's acted out why Grafton, I didn't like Sue it. Sue Grafton. Sue Grafton. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, and she has the whole series and everything, yeah. but like she could not read The Giver. She could not do it. Mm-hmm. And I need to go back and see if I could possibly read it, but not before reading no, The Stupidest you, Angel. Give it a little while, because yeah. sometimes the reason people don't read is they get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Starting with something simple or something short is always best because you're giving yourself permission to begin something new. And you, if you get too overwhelmed by it, then you won't you won't succeed. Or if you even if you finish the book, you won't go back because it's not something you enjoyed. So you're going to be like, eh, eh. I'm yeah, not you got to. You have to let reading become what it needs to be for you, not okay. what people want it to be for you. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So we just got to find the right materials. Exactly. We just right. have to find the right stories to bring it back to the fold. Because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> to tell you the truth, I, I don't necessarily like the books that are recommended, like on the list and stuff that are top books. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily like those. And some of the books that I like get low reviews. You yeah. know, they're saying, oh, I don't okay read this too. book, but I love it. And that's okay, too. That's the big thing is that it's a personal connection, just like uh, just like a movie or a television show would be, only even more so because you're the only person interacting with that book at that time. Mm-hmm. So if you're not into it, that's okay. You put yeah. it down and you find something else you like. And you'd be surprised how much writing style will change your mind about a book because like the book Nicole talked about, you said that it was cr- it was pretty crude. Kind like, of, yeah. The sentences and sentences were short is what I'm kind of yeah, taking. Choppy. The, yeah, it was choppy first, especially. OK, because I, I know that I I can't remember the name of the book, but one of the ones that were on the list I tried to read and it was choppy like that. Short sentences. Mm-hmm. I got about 10 pages in and I couldn't do it anymore because yeah. it just I just didn't like There's the no writing style. There. there was no flow. I, I have that do it. problem with John Sanford's books. Hmm. My husband loves those books, but they're just. Don't I don't like them. I just don't like the writing style. Okay, so writing style has a lot to do with it. It cool. does, mm-hmm. because it's the flow. And as radio people, we're saying it out loud in our head as we're reading it. Right. That's just who we are. For me, I like listening to audiobooks because I can do that while I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. But I also like reading a physical book as well. So that's another option for you. Is you can you could try reading an audiobook if you're interested in it or you could do a sit down and read, but some people do fall asleep while they read. Oh, I do. Yes. I do. It's a thing. So what I started doing, and I've told them already, is because people always buy me books, and I used to read constantly like physical books, but now with like as busy as I am, I sometimes I just don't have time. So I started getting Kindle books because instead of checking Facebook or doing mindless activities on your phone, especially if you're like stuck in a line or like whatever you're doing, you can literally just pull up your your book and read that. And the Kindle app is free. Oh, well, And hell. if you have a library card. <laughs> yeah, I do. Then you can check the book out from the library and read it on your Kindle app. And that oh. way you're not even out any money by trying something mm-hmm. new. Boom. Which is super awesome. See, these options aren't things I think about. Mm-hmm. But now... That's because we're book girls. Mm, yes. Perfect. We're, we're lining you out. You <laughs> learned me all you know. But no, I'll start it off with uh, The Stupidest Angel. It's Christopher Morn. Yes, mm-hmm. Christopher Moore. Good deal. Awesome. And it's a very holiday-oriented book, but it is definitely not for little grannies and little kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> It is super, not. super obnoxious, has uh, naked warrior princesses, zombies, fruit bat, talking fruit bats, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just basically... Holiday shenanigans. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that whole thing sounds like my Christmas from last year. <laughs> no. <laughs> if only. Holiday fruit bats. Well, thank you to our guest today, Mike of the Mike Ipong. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of wild, fun, actually. Wild Wake Up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Nicole back from the Mexico. wilds of Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not sunburns, either. I have to say, I'm pretty proud of that. that I but can see. I am, like, massively tan. Like, for me. Yeah? Like, yeah, you are you pretty You are pretty tan. tan. We're disgusted That's by good. you. But I did not get sunburned. Oh, yeah, good. And next week, we're going to talk with Daryl Prather, who's a friend of ours from the radio station as well. And he likes, um, I want to say, sci-fi? 
Or Star Wars? Star Wars books. Oh. Yes, because oh. we're getting close to the release of the new Star Wars movie. Yes. On the 17th, I thought it would be a great time to bring Daryl in to talk a little bit about his favorite Star Wars mm-hmm. books. So, that's next week. And Do you want to go over our books again? Yes, let's let's review. Nicole? Uh, I, I talked about uh, Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. And I talked about Cartwheel by... Jennifer Dubois. Jennifer Dubois. Or Dubois. I said Dubois. Well, I'm from Wyoming. That's, it's Dubois. Well, that's why I keep you around to correct my my errors. <laughs> You're that grammatical. Yeah, I'm a grammar Nazi. She is the grammar mm. Nazi. She corrects me all the time. Nice. I read The American Girl by Kate Horsley. And I recommended The Stupidest Angel by Christopher Moore for Mike's first try back into reading. Boom. And hopefully you'll like it, you'll read it, and we can have you back on maybe. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll let you know, guys, as soon as I'm done reading it or as soon as I'm literally done with reading it. So we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, Or even if if you stop it, it's okay. You can tell us you didn't like it. We won't. Regardless, I'd like to come back and tell you my experience with it. We definitely throw very small rocks at you. Okay, good. Okay. Now we'll throw chocolate covered espresso beans. That's right. And then retrieve them and eat them. Oh, I needed a few more. I mean, I've only got like one or two of them left. Did you want one, Nicole, by the way? And that's going to do it for (laughs) Three Book Girls and Mike. And Mike. Yeah.